dealt. I understand and that. And y'all know well, the gate you, was why, open. Why haven't y'all been out with the people around this neighborhood looking with the kids? We, we, told, we already told we already on camera. That. I saw y'all on no cameras last night. I no. didn't even see y'all out here praying with them people. Them people was out here to take care of my nephew. Not this not supposed to happen. and this is a wicked world. The story I have for you today is one that was suggested by quite a few of you. These two little boys went missing from their adoptive parents' house, and right away, those parents started to look guilty. Things just weren't adding up. This is the story of Orin and Orson West. So Orin and Orson West were not the names that the boys were born with. Orin was actually born as Sincere Pettis, and Orson was born as Classic Pettis. Sincere was born on August 4th, 2016, and then, ten months later, Classic was born on June 11th, 2017. To their biological parents, Ryan Dean and Charles Pettis. Orin and Orson also loved playing with toy cars and trucks, and they liked superheroes. They were said to be very happy and had the biggest and best smiles. On November 13th, 2016, Oren, or Sincere, since his name hadn't been changed yet, was rushed to Memorial Hospital because he had been crying uncontrollably. His mother, Ryan, would say that she had been at work all day and the little boy's father had been watching him. When she returned home, she noticed that her baby's cry was not normal and she said she immediately had taken him to the hospital. It was discovered that baby Sincere had a broken leg. And since it's very difficult for an infant that little to get a broken leg, the hospital staff became suspicious and Child Protective Services became involved. So even though Ryan had told the hospital as well as Child Protective Service staff that she had not been home when Sincere had gotten injured, they still took the little boy out of her custody and placed him into emergency foster care. However, CPS left the boy's other two siblings in the home, so they deemed the house as kind of safe then. A month later, Oren was placed in an established foster care home in Bakersfield, run by Latoya Spry. Ryan visited her son every week, and she tried to get custody back. However, in June of 2017, when she had Orson, or Classic, he was also taken away from her after only 11 days and placed into the same foster home as his brother, Oren. But then in 2018, both boys would be removed from that foster home after the foster mother's daughter had gone to school with a big scrape on her leg and they feared abuse. There were never any criminal charges placed against this foster mom, but the boys who were one and two at the time were placed in the foster home of Trizel and Jacqueline West. Now, Trizel and Jacqueline, or Jackie for short, for some reason at this time decided to change the boys' names to Orin and Orson. Trizel and Jacqueline also had two biological children as well as two adopted children. And the family lived at an apartment in the Casa Loma Apartments in Bakersfield, California. Once Orin and Orson had moved into the West's home, that's when their biological mother, Ryan, said that she had seen noticeable changes in the boys, such as weight loss and scratches to their bodies. 
So in November of 2018, Ryan had written to the courts expressing her dissatisfaction with the boys' placement in the West's home. She was worried they were not receiving proper care there, and she wanted custody back of her sons. She had even finished taking the required parenting classes. However, nobody seemed to listen to the distraught mother. Trizelle and Jackie West would be allowed to adopt the boys in 2019, and Ryan says that she was not notified when this happened, nor was she ever notified that the boys' names were changed. Apparently, according to Jackie, the boys' birth fathers had given up their parental rights. Shortly after, in September of 2020, the Wests would move from their apartment in Bakersfield to a small one-family house with a fenced-in yard in California City. California City is about 60 miles east of Bakersfield, and it's considered to be part of the Mojave Desert. Now, Ryan had only become aware that the Wests had adopted her sons when the boys were reported missing one day. After she had heard, Ryan said she went right to Trizelle and Jackie's house to ask them what had happened, but as she said, there was no emotion on their faces. So Orrin and Orson West had been reported as missing on December 21st, 2020, when Trizelle said that he had gone outside to chop some firewood, and the boys went out alongside with him to play with some chalk. Then around 4.20 p.m., Trizelle would take the firewood inside to put near the fireplace, He then went right back outside. He insisted he was only inside for a few minutes. However, the boys were now gone, and the gate to the fence was open. Orrin and Orson, at three and four years old, were curious boys, and Trizel thought that maybe they had gone to explore the field that was adjacent to their house. However, they weren't there, so Trizel went into the house to tell Jackie what had happened. He asked her if she had seen them, and when she said she had not, Trizelle went back outside, jumped into his van, and searched around the block for the boys. Trizelle knew they could not be far, as he had only been inside for a very brief amount of time. However, they were nowhere to be seen. The local police department was then called, and they arrived at the scene at 4.52 p.m., followed by the sheriff's search and rescue team and a California Highway Patrol helicopter. News of the boys' disappearance spread quickly, and droves of volunteers showed up to help look for them. Some would start searching in the house itself, while others would start searching the backyard and surrounding areas. Others went door-to-door to to ask neighbors if they had seen anything. Police even brought in canines to search for the boy's scent. However, the police dogs only tracked their scent inside the house, not outside. The extensive search had turned up nothing by the end of the day. And the following day, Trizelle and Jackie were brought in for questioning. They were said to be cooperative with investigators, and both were given polygraphs, though those results have never been made public. During his interview with police, Trizelle told them that the gate to the yard had been closed to keep the dogs in the yard. However, he had found it open, and at the time, he thought that maybe it was his mistake, and he had forgot to shut it. When police spoke with Jackie, she told them that she thought the boys had gone through the backyard and taken off. However, police told her that this was not possible because they had discovered no child-sized footprints in the dirt, anywhere in the yard. Law enforcement also issued a search warrant for the West's home and they collected several brown bags worth of evidence. The police also impounded their van and seized all their electronics. Search parties were out looking everywhere for the two boys, but the Wests, however, were not part of the search at all. Then on December 23rd, 2020, 
the Wests would come outside to speak to the media, and they would tell them that the police had told them to stay inside, and that's why they were not participating in the searches. They also took this time to beg for the public's help. Down this street, I turned my light on, I searched, I searched, I called their names. Talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there, he didn't see me. So then I came home and I told my wife, we need to call the cops. It's getting dark and I need help, we gotta get going. So I called the cops, cops came. First thing they did was tell us to stay in the house so they can get a hold of us. And they had us just sitting there and we wanted to keep searching. But everybody came out in droves, and I wanted to thank you guys that night, but we couldn't go outside. The cops told us the best are out here. The best are out here searching, and we appreciate it, and nobody ever could tell, we could never talk to anybody, and that was the issue. We just want to thank everybody. We really want to and, thank you uh, guys. Please, if anybody has seen them, please call, let somebody know. It, it Call the cops. Call California the city police department. Call them and let them know what you've seen, if you see anything. Our boys, they they are going to be rambunctious, okay? Ugh. They are going to be here in this area. And I really would like to go in the houses, but it's not because I want to invade people's privacy. I just want to know if make they sure. make sure that's it because i don't oh, go ahead i'm sorry if you got any questions oh no you're good oh okay i, I was just going to say you know this is the first time we're hearing from you guys and i can't imagine what you guys are going through i can't even fathom it um for you guys for people who are thinking uh that there's some kind of foul play involved um you know we just spoke to the biological mother she says she had a conversation with you guys um and that she thinks there's some kind of foul play involved if she thinks you guys did something and that's understandable what's your, what's your response to that that's understandable i would think the same thing yep i mean that's exactly the point point. and if we can find our find our babies then guess what that's that's no and that's all i want is to find our babies that's it and i talked to her this morning and i really wanted to tell her that um, i am completely sorry because we were entrusted with her children and they came to us and they became our children. We named them. And they are they are our children. And so we want them back. So please, if y'all could get back on your what you guys are doing, we'll should we should be able to get a hold of somebody, but they took all of our tech, so they wanted to, I guess, uh, just rule us out, which makes sense as part of the investigation. So that's pretty much it. Have you guys um you talked to the police all last night? Yes. Um what? So you guys willfully gave them your everything? Yes. The car. Yes. Did they get a? How did they get a search warrant? Did, did you I, guys? I, oh, no I don't see why they got one, but they got one. Yeah. We would have let them take one, anything. We would have let them take everything. We let them come in and search with us. We we asked them to come do that. What did they take? Just tech, and that's it. Like our phones. From the house, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I guess should I answer that? Or? Answer it does, yeah. Okay, so into the into the. Okay, I guess I don't even know. I see. Yeah, we seriously 
felt like we needed to be out here. We did. Uh, again, we were told the best are out here looking already, just to stay put. They have more questions. And there was then, literally a cop with us the whole time in there. He was he had sitting down. We would ask him to go help. They had to sit he down. Said, nope. He said no. We got the best out there. So we need not, you guys here because we have more. Questions. I don't want you guys thinking we, we didn't try. We actually we looked tried. before we called we the police. Looked, yes. And that night, the FBI would dig in the West's backyard to see if they could uncover any evidence. However, there was nothing. On top of the already strange fact that there were no child-sized footprints seen in the dirt anywhere near the house, police also found that neighbors had a camera that had recorded the West's back and front yard, and two little boys had never been seen leaving it. In fact, none of the neighbors had ever seen two little boys living there. So with all of this information, neighbors began to voice their suspicions of the Wests. They were harassed by neighbors, a rock was thrown through their window, and a sign was even placed in their yard saying, Where are the boys? By now, the West's four other children had been taken into Child Protective Services. With all the harassment, Trizel and Jackie soon left their house in California City and went back to Bakersfield, where they had just come from, to hide out with Jackie's mom. People continued to vandalize the West's home in California City, and some even broke in to see if they could find any evidence on their own as to where the boys had gone. So according to the security camera footage that police had obtained from neighbors of the Wests, on the day that Oren and Orson had disappeared, you could see Trezell in the backyard, and at 4.20, he goes into the house. From 4.21 p.m. to 4.32 p.m., Lights were going on and off in the house, presumably looking for the boys there. Then at 4.33, Trezell goes outside and gets into his van to go search for the boys. But what is odd is that he doesn't get in the driver's side. He gets in the passenger side and crawls over to the driver's side. He then takes off, but returns only a few minutes later at 4.39 p.m., so not much of a search was done. And then from 4.40 to 4.52 p.m., Trezell just stands in the driveway waiting for police, not looking at all for the boys. And Jackie is never seen leaving the house. With two small children like that missing, you think you would be outside immediately in a panic looking for them. On top of that, Trezell stood in the driveway for 12 minutes. He had only searched for the boys for six minutes. So he stood in the driveway, waiting, doing nothing for double the time that he had searched for them. A neighbor had also found some footage of two days before the boys disappeared, of the family getting in the van to go somewhere. However, Oren and Orson were nowhere to be seen. In fact, the neighbor could find no video footage portraying the two little boys at any time since the family had moved in. The West were still maintaining their innocence, and volunteers were still searching everywhere for the boys. A $20,000 reward was offered, however, this would later go up to over $100,000, as more money was donated by businesses, churches, and the city. And on December 29th, just eight days after Orrin and Orson had disappeared, police came out publicly and said that they believed there was foul play, given the evidence that they had found, the evidence that was not made public. On the night of January 25th, 2021, a small group of community members gathered near the Aspen Avenue home the West had lived at to hold a candlelit vigil for Oren and Orson. 
We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Keisha Stevenson, a family friend and advocate for the West Boys, was one of the many people who attended the candlelight visual Wednesday afternoon. She says she thought the family would have an answer as to where the boys are way before the two-year mark. However, she and the boys' biological family still remain hopeful ahead of the trial. I'm the one that leads the prayer, so um, it's the 21st, and every 21st of the month we try to keep prayer going because we know prayer changes things. So we just keep bombarding heaven. We want justice, justice, justice. We want the babies brought home. We want to know where the boys are so they can have a proper burial. Stevenson says throughout this journey, they have been the voice of the West Boys and will continue searching for answers until justice is served. Months and months would go by with no sign of the boys and there was complete silence from Trezell and Jackie. In March of 2021, police announced that the Bakersfield Police Department would be taking on the investigation, and people wondered why. If the boys had disappeared from California City, why were the Bakersfield Police taking on the case? It was soon discovered that Orrin and Orson had never even gone to California City. Then finally on March 1st, 2021, an arrest warrant was issued for Giselle and Jacqueline West. They were then spotted at a rural gas station in California driving an RV. A good Samaritan had actually spotted the two of them and called the police to report the tip. Not long after, Trezell and Jackie had been arrested, and from the looks of it, they were ready to go on the run because their RV was packed and ready to go. Trezell and Jackie would end up facing a total of seven counts each. They received two counts of second-degree murder, two counts of child cruelty, falsely reporting an emergency, involuntary manslaughter, and conspiracy. Orrin and Orson's biological mother, along with grandmother and grandfather, filed a lawsuit for $100 million in an attempt to hold accountable those they said violated their civil rights by removing the boys from their custody, which led to their wrongful deaths. And the grandparents had actually taken parenting classes along with undergone psychological evaluations in an attempt to adopt the boys previously. However, they were ignored. A judge would dismiss the lawsuit, however, and the family would then try to file another one for $40 million. However, that as well would be dismissed. A combination of direct and circumstantial evidence would prove that the boys had actually died in September of 2020, three months before they had actually been reported as missing. And Jackie and Trezell's trial would begin on March 28, 2023. And without the bodies of Orrin and Orson, prosecutors had what's called a no-body homicide, which meant an attorney would need to provide a mountain of evidence in order to prove their claims. Opening arguments were made on both sides, and according to the prosecution, Jackie and Trezell West had only adopted the boys so that they could live off of the money that they were provided to care for them. The prosecution accused the Wests of planning out the boy's death with an unknown co-conspirator 
who then carried out the murders. The defense, however, argued that Jackie and Trezell were simply parents of two missing children who were being punished by California City for being different, whatever that means. They claimed that the city found it easier to blame the parents for the death of Orrin and Orson than it was for them to continue their investigation and look down other avenues. They also said that police had not investigated other tips, such as the one saying that the boys had been spotted in Texas. It also came forward during the trial that the West's four other children had been interviewed by police shortly after Orrin and Orson had been reported as missing, and all of them would say that they had not seen the boys in weeks. The next several days, the jury would hear from several witnesses, including the 911 dispatcher and several police officers who had responded to the scene when the boys were first reported as missing. Detective John Ryan testifying Friday that when looking for surveillance video of the West California City home, he found video of the day that Trezell and Jacqueline took their children to Trezell's parents' house on December 19th, 2020. Ryan testifying that in that video, he saw only four children getting into the van. During the trial, video recordings of an interview conducted between authorities and Jacqueline showed Ryan continuously accusing Jacqueline of not telling the truth. He repeatedly said he believes she knows something she isn't telling them and asks if she's trying to cover for Trezell. However, no matter how much he pushes her, Jacqueline continues to say that she's told him everything. Ryan also telling Jacqueline that they believe the couple reported the two boys missing out of fear because it was close to Christmas and they believe family would visit and find the boys weren't there. Jacqueline denies this in the recording, saying that the boys were in the van asleep when they took the children to Trezell's parents' home. Again, Ryan testifying, claiming he has evidence showing that's false. Jackie and Trezell were also said to have threatened witnesses and unlawfully prevented or dissuaded witnesses from testifying. This was according to their indictment. Wanda West, the mother of Trezell, was one person who testified during the trial. She said she had not seen Orn and Orson since February of 2020. When she had gone there in September of 2020 to visit, she had been told that the boys were at their grandmother Maria Martinez's house, and that was not an unusual thing, so she didn't question it. However, Maria did not have the boys at the time, and she would testify later that she had not seen the family much since they moved to California City. She said she had actually visited one time, but was only there to talk to Jackie, so didn't pay attention to what kids were there and what kids were not there. And multiple other relatives would also testify that they had not seen Orin or Orson since the family moved to California City. There was a lot of evidence that police had gone on that was in the form of testimony from the West's other children, all of them being under the age of 11 at the time they had been interviewed. Shortly after Orrin and Orson had disappeared, a police officer sat down with the West's other children and asked them if they knew the difference between the truth and a lie. They all said that they did. The officer also asked them if they knew that it was wrong to kill somebody, and they all said that yes, they did. These interviews with the children had actually been the first pieces of evidence that something bad had happened to Orrin and Orson. The defense, however, argued that the children had given conflicting statements and were confused when answering questions. And they were right, the children had given some conflicting stories. Some would say that Orn and Orson were not in the van with them when they were brought to their grandmothers. Some of them, however, said the boys were in California City with them for a few days. The children were also interviewed by a social worker in December of 2020, and these interviews were played during the trial. 
The oldest biological child of the Wests, who was 12 at the time of the trial, had previously told the social worker that the reason why he and his siblings had been taken away from their parents was because of Orn and Orson. The child also told them that Orson had been taken to their grandmother Maria's house and Orin had choked in his sleep. This child said that one night he had heard strange noises coming from Orin's bedroom. He then said the following day he had seen vomit coming out of his brother's nose and his parents told him that Orin had died. He also knew this because he had touched Orin's body and it was cold. He confirmed that this had happened when they lived in their Bakersfield apartment. He said that his parents had told him because he was the oldest, but he needed to keep the secret or he and his siblings would be taken away from them. In the recording, the child also told the social worker that the night Orin died, Orson had been eating with his mouth open. So the parents took his food, put it in a blender, and then poured it into a bottle for him. Uh, okay. The child said that Orin then stole the bottle from Orson and the parents encouraged Orson to punch Orin. The child also said that when the family had moved to California City, Orin's bed was brought with them and put into the room with the other adoptive children's beds. He said his parents were going to tell people that Orin had been left with their grandmother. The child went on to tell the social worker that while Orson was in California City, it was only for a couple of days. He said one night he had heard a sound that sounded like a bottle of soap falling. And after that, his parents told him that Orson had gone to his grandmother's as well, and he never saw him again after that. The defense was arguing that the child had only told the social worker this due to days of interrogation, exposure to media coverage, and improper questioning. The 10-year-old son of the Wests would say that Orn and Orson had actually gone to California City with them, but he could not remember how long they'd been there. He also said he thought he remembered Orson sleeping in a bunk bed in California City, as well as them all around the Christmas tree. The nine-year-old son didn't even recognize pictures of Orn and Orson when the social worker showed them to him. But he said these two little boys did not move to California City with them. And the eight-year-old had very conflicting answers. He said that he remembered Orn and Orson going to California City, but then he said he didn't remember the toddlers moving with them. The Wests, however, said their children were all lying, and they had been known to tell crazy and fabricated stories before. Of course. Of course they have. And Trezell's defense attorney even elicited testimony from some of the police officers who did not follow up on this tip. The prosecution, however, then began to highlight ways that Jackie and Trezell's stories didn't match. They said that Jackie had claimed that she had run down the street searching for the boys after they had disappeared, However, there was no video surveillance of that. In fact, call records had shown that Jackie had actually been on the phone with her eldest son for four to five minutes during that period. It was suspected that Orin had died just before the family had moved to California City. And because they were worried that Wanda might ask questions after seeing just Orson, they decided to kill him too. This would have given the couple three months to discard of any bodies, evidence, change their phone numbers, and move. Wanda even testified that she and her husband, Philip had been planning to visit the family in California City, and she had even sent them a few Christmas presents already. She had also asked the couple for a picture of the family in front of the fireplace, but that picture never came. The prosecution believed that this had put more pressure on the couple, which led to them reporting the boys as missing. Trezell West's attorney would argue 
that Trezel could not have killed the boys. Why? Because he had built them custom bunk beds, along with an entire classroom at the California City Home. They have other children, okay, and just because he did that does not mean he didn't kill them. And as I had said, there apparently had been a tip made to the FBI saying that the boys had been seen in Texas. So, of course, the defense was clinging to this tip. The defense maintained that there was no serious inquiry done by police if the kids really had been kidnapped. They said this had caused the investigation to be skewed from the very beginning because police had only focused in on the parents. Another thing they said that had messed with the investigation was that police kept telling people that there was no evidence of children living in the West's home in California City, which led everyone to establish their questions and investigation around this fact. However, there were multiple children items found, including diapers, toys, kids' blankets, and car seats. There were also kids' blankets and kids' toothbrushes that were never collected from the home for DNA testing. And they said there was no evidence that the West children had ever even been abused. All four kids had previously had their bodies examined for any bruising and scarring. But after a six-week trial, it took the jury only one hour to convict Jackie and Trezell West. They were found guilty on five of the seven charges, including second-degree murder of Oren, involuntary manslaughter of Oren, and child cruelty for both Oren and Orson. They were also found guilty of falsely reporting an emergency. The only charges they were not convicted on was the second-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter of Orson. Prosecutors, however, announced that they will not retry the Wests on these hung charges, noting how difficult it was for the child witnesses to testify. Now, unbelievably, before sentencing, Jackie's lawyer made a plea for her client to only get probation. Yeah, for murder, probation. She said even though this was an unusual request for the conviction, her client had lost everything. Her husband, her children, her prior life, and if she had any information as to the boy's whereabouts, she would have given it at this point. Mm-hmm, sure. Her lawyer also used the reasoning that Jackie had never had any criminal conviction before, and she had never been the subject of any child protection service investigation. The judge, however, rejected this request, saying, Jacqueline West is not the victim. Let's just be clear. I'm going to sentence her to what I believe is an appropriate sentence in the eyes of the law. Jackie was then sentenced to 15 years to life plus four years, and Trezell was given the exact same sentence. On October 21st, 2021, the community held another candlelit vigil, this one to mark the passage of 10 months since the boys were reported as missing. A toy drive was also held in honor of Orrin and Orson for Christmas that year. And another woman named Madgenia Williams came forward and said that she has not seen her two sons in years. Five years, that is. And at some point, they had been placed in the foster care of Jackie and Trezell West. She and the boy's stepfather said that Child Protective Services is not giving them any answers. And they have no idea if they're alive or not. So who knows if this is just misplaced paperwork or if something more sinister happened. Well, thank you for listening to all of Orrin and Orson's stories today. I wish we knew more about what happened to them. Were they abused prior? Did the West plan on doing this to these poor little boys? And why? 
There are way too many foster parents taking in children just so they can get that monthly paycheck that the government provides to take care of those children. Instead, they're using all of that paycheck on themselves and abusing and neglecting these kids. It's disgusting to think that somebody could take advantage of an already vulnerable child like that. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below and turn on your notifications too so you'll know when I upload a new video, which is two to three times every week. Thanks for watching A Wicked World today. Until next time, take care guys. Bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Allie, Amanda, Amy, Angela, Angie, Brandy, Carrie, Catherine, Cecilia, Celia Cruz, Claire, Danielle, Danny J, Drew, Eric, Frank, Georgia, Haley, Hannah Rama, Hannah, Jackie, Jen, Jennifer, Kara, Christy, Lori, Marion, Mary, Mel, Mimi, MJ Kelly, Neoma, Nikki, Owen, Ray, Robin, Sharon, Starlit Sky, Susan, Tamra, Tammy B, Tammy S, Tracy, UK, and Whisper216. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of a wicked world on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the Patreon app. Do you have a suggestion for a case you'd like to see me cover? If so, send me an email at awickedworldtruecrime at gmail.com.